0: everyone welcome to after the checkers with kyle hall i am kyle hall that guy right there is brett schaefer young fella out of menominee wisconsin late model driver uh and we're going to get to know him a little bit in his racing history that kind of stuff uh but first thank you to uh, minnesota truck headquarters your mth.com thank you to ecs uh east central sports And then our newest sponsor down below here is um, Get In The Stands. And thank you to all three of those guys for helping out, for being on the show, being supporters of grassroots racing and trying to expand the sport that we all love. So uh, welcome to the show, Brett. How are you?
1: I'm doing good. Uh, trying Trying to stay warm here in Wisconsin.
0: It is, uh, I'm not far from you, man. We're, we're about the same latitude uh, and it is butt cold here I- I where I'm at too. And it's uh, normally I'm a winter guy. I like winter time sports and, and snowmobiling and skiing and, and racing. I, you know, I, I used to race cars in the winter time out on the lakes and uh, I'm over it, man. Like this winter can just go take a leap. Like I, I just cannot get into it this year for some reason. I don't know why.
1: Yeah, me and my dad we're big ice fishers and everything. Now it's like well, it was 40 a couple weeks ago, so we had no ice. And now it's too cold even with ice. So duck right, yeah. in the middle there.
0: Yeah, it is. I think next week it's supposed to warm up a bit, at least here in, in Brainerd. Uh it's it's supposed to warm up a little bit uh to where you can at least be outside and enjoy, you know, the the little bit of ice that we do have. So
1: Yeah, it's been brutal here the last week.
0: Yeah, it's not good. I agree. So I uh, can't wait for spring to get here we can fire up some race cars at least anyways. Yep. So you are a uh you're 18 years old, you've been racing for a minute or two, uh kind of started off go-kart racing if if my research is correct. Yep. And so let's go back to that time. Is that did did are you the first racer in the family or did you did, did dad race, uncle race, brothers anything like that?
1: Yeah, so my dad he raced one season in a super stock in high school, so he was never a big racer. His dad didn't race, but uh, my mom's sister married Mark Hessler. I don't know if you know him. He raced. I know that Rock, name. Yeah. So I grew up going to Rice Lake, Cedar Lake, you know, wherever he was going on the weekends just to kill time. And I never really, you know, I'd kind of go there when I was five, six, sleep in the stands, kind of over yeah. it. And then as I got older, I got four wheelers at my house, you know, started getting. More into motorsport stuff. So I started going and going. And then, uh, you know, I got around like 12, 13. I was just begging my dad, begging my dad. You know, I didn't think it would ever happen as a young kid. Yeah. Yeah. We got a flat cart. I think I was 13, 14. Raced that a couple, couple times. And then I was, you know, I just wanted to go faster and faster. So we ended up getting uh, the 250cc winning carts they got out at Thunder Hill here in Menominee. And, I raced them for a few years, had pretty good success. Now I was actually was going to get a 500 before I got my limited, but we had had so much problems that year with our 250. We were like, you know what? We might as well just dip our feet in the the late model world. We're going to be, you know, kind of get car
0: racing soon anyway. So that's kind of how it all started. Nice. And so there, it seems like there's a lot of, uh, guys, your age people, I'm not going to say guys because there's girls too that, that have made that leap over in that sort of Western Wisconsin side, uh, over there where you guys there seems to be a lot of kart racers that have made the jump up into to race cars. And I'm thinking, you know, we talked about a little bit before is uh, uh like Cade Nelson, I think was a was a go kart guy, and yourself, and uh of course, uh Little Miss Pigtails is was a was a kart racer and. Um, do you know her?
1: Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I think I made a race with her once or twice, not too much. But uh, when I raced 250s, a Blake was racing junior wings, yeah. So that's kind of how yeah, I got Blake, to know him, Blake and Adams then, as well. Now, yeah. uh, Taylor Mars, Jimmy's kid, Sam's mm-hmm. brother, he, I'm pretty good buddies with them. We go to the same school, so I still make it out to Thunder Hill and watch them every once in a while. I think it's really good racing and kind of fun to get away from cars for a couple nights and just watch yeah. them because they race on Wednesdays. So I don't got much going on. So I always like to sneak out there and watch, watch the younger kids race. Are
0: you the superstar? Like, oh my God, you know, there's Brett Schaefer. I don't know if I've reached that yet. I mean, obviously <laughs> I hope to be,
1: but you know, me and, me and Sam will go out there and watch Taylor. I'm pretty good friends with all them. So it's, it's fun to watch, watch my buddies get into it after I did, you know, yeah. watch all the old 250 guys. Some guys I even race was still in it. Fun to watch them.
0: Yeah, for sure. Is there I, – I don't know a heck of a lot about kart racing other than, it, you know, it's just a, a phenomenal sort of stepping stone. Are there adults that do it, or is it just yeah, so anything?
1: There's a couple adults in the 250 class. They used to have a 500cc wing kart class, and that used to be mostly adults. But that kind of slowly died, so I got rid of that. And now they have a – called a sportsman flat kart. And, yeah, there's – I mean – they've had B mains of them sometimes at Thunder Hill. And they're mostly all adults and they're kind of fun to watch. That would be you, know, fun. you don't, you don't see much of that around, but it's fun watching the guys, you know, throw sliders in the flat carts and stuff.
0: It's, it's that, fun is to fun. Watch. that is fun. So, so you did that 13 up to really just two years ago, right? So 13, yeah, uh, 13 16, 15, 17, years. somewhere in there. Yeah.
1: And then I got the limited when I was 15, Did a half a season in that just trying to, you know, get used to it, and then when I was 16, I hit it pretty hard. But there's just not a lot of tracks around here to race limiteds, which is a big reason I got into a soda. But I won the Cedar Lake Track Championship two years ago, and then you know and me that and my would dad, be that would be like a a USRA car, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. okay, the USRA limited, whatever they call them around here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I was. I wanted to race more in once or twice a week. Cause that's really all I could do is Cedar Lake and then Fountain city. So me and my dad had a long talk, decided to go with soda or like, where's second happen, I don't know. I'm getting experience at the Northern tracks and yeah. I
0: can, you know, I can kind of go wherever I want and race. Yeah. There it, there's definitely more opportunity with the full, you know, with soda car versus a USIRA car, at least where we are kind of thing. I think if you go way South, there's probably more, USRA stuff than with yep. stuff, but it is where you are. It's definitely probably smarter to be in the big car versus the the limited car. And so, what are thinking about those two? What are the differences, or is there I mean, a difference? Maybe maybe that's a maybe it's a better question. There's definitely a big difference, you know, horsepower, wheel spin.
1: It's kind of nice. I feel like in the big cars, you can kind of run the top more go through different lines where the limiteds didn't really have crazy power so I felt like it was almost you know where the leader's running you got to be running yeah and then obviously I've like we were talking earlier I've had way cleaner race and racing with the soda guys I think just the respect is there you know everybody's got hundreds of thousands of their car they've been doing it for so long too I feel like you know it's just clean racing I mean I didn't have I went 5 straight nights have an nominee, don't get in touch with like guys like Kanna and Redeski you know it's, you can race side by side for 50 laps and never
0: yeah. touch. Is there I've always wondered this because that you just mentioned it and it sort of spawned a question in my head is there's Redeski there's Pat Dor there's John Kanta there's um the list goes on Massengill there's uh Budislavich all of those guys that have been racing a long time, they know each other really, really well. Here comes Johnny come lately in his, in his, you know, punk ass, snot nose green, you know, kid. Is there, do they put their arm around you and say, Hey son, this is how it is in the big boy class. Or do they kind of let you figure it out and give you, is there, is there respect for the young kid, even though, you haven't necessarily earned your stripes yet.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, my uncle races late model, Mark, obviously got us saying, so he kind of warned me, you know, like this ain't little kid's racing door slamming anymore. It's, I mean, you're racing for big money. If you wreck a guy, he ain't going to take it lightly. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I haven't really had a problem with anybody, obviously stuff's going to happen and everybody has their nights, but yeah, I mean, you talk to the guys at the driver's meeting, they're all cool guys. You know, they don't really, they don't really get too down on you. I mean, it's fun talking to them, and just I feel like one conversation with Pat Doar or John Canyon will learn a whole book of things from them just yeah. from talking to them.
0: Yeah, that's uh, those are those are conversations that you should be quiet and just listen. <laughs> yeah,
1: yep.
0: and and I don't mean that because you're 18, I mean that just because they've got they've been racing twice as long as you've been alive, kind of thing, and so that's uh it's literally the they've forgotten more than you'll ever know. Kind of yeah, that's it's true in this case, because those two guys are friggin' legends.
1: Yeah. Well, when I was racing at XR series, I'd see Doer put down a lap and I'm just like, you can't believe how he's doing. It. You know, you go out there, you feel good. Your motor feels good. And he goes out there even after you and puts half a second on you. You're like, what, what, what am I even doing? Yeah. And then you yeah. sit back and realize, you know, all these guys have been doing it for decades and my first year, you know, I felt like I hung in there decently with them and it's yeah. even just racing side by side with them, seeing how they drive and maneuver people, you know, you can always learn something from them.
0: For sure. For sure. There was, um, my, I'm an, I don't know if you know it, but I'm an announcer at, at the tracks around the area as well. And there is, I started off announcing in motocross and we always used to teach the young guys during practice, the young guys go out and get behind the fastest guy here. And you're not going to, you know, you're not going to stay right behind him. You're going to get three corners behind him kind of thing before he's out of sight. But during those three corners, watch where he enters, listen to where he's letting off the, the gas, see where he hits the brakes, those kinds of things. And I would imagine for a young guy like you, that doesn't, you've got, you know, two hours of seat time, total seat time in your car. And, and Pat like has underwear older than, than your racing career. And so it's, you can get behind him and watch where he enters when someone's down low or when someone's up high or, or, you know, see, see if he's letting off early back in the corners up all of those kinds of things that that's invaluable for a guy like yourself.
1: Yeah. I noticed even when I was on that XR series, I had a couple nights with good times and every, every night I had a good time. I was following somebody fast. I think two nights I was in Dorsey and I was following him around and ended up going like second, third quick, just following him around. And then Ashland, I went pretty fast and I was following Sam around. So it's just, you can get her at follow those guys. You know, I've never been at most of them tracks. The XR right. series was my first time at most of them tracks. So, I mean, I go out there. I don't know really what I'm doing, to be honest. And then it's follow them guys around, and it, it really makes a world
0: of a difference. And you know what it'll hold then, too. Like if, if, you know, like you say, if Sam Mars goes in there and, and just rails the corner and, and comes out the other side really good, you know that's possible then. Like you, you don't have to wonder, kind of build up the corner. You can just slam it in and see what happens.
1: Yeah. That's exactly how it was at Ashland. I was kind of, they got tight paperclip corners there. So I was kind of yep. getting in there slow. And then I see him going there wide open, slam the brakes and get going. So I was like, Oh, I gotta step my game up there, you know. Just <laughs> racing with them guys on that XR Series 2 really taught me a lot. Just having I mean, there is fifteen guys that could win a race every night. So
0: it's crazy.
1: Yeah, you don't get a, you don't get an easy race, and it's you know, some people might complain about, oh, I can't get a break, all these tough heat races. But I think it's better more than anything. I mean, you get to follow guys like Provo who's you know dominant up there and door who maybe races up there a couple times a year and still still dominant up there and And, uh, it's just it's fun racing with all them guys
0: and that's what a great attitude that is because there's there's an expression that us old guys know is that steel sharpens steel and and you can go find a track where where you're going to be the fastest guy and you'll win you know 10 out of 15 races and like, Oh, look how great I am. And then you're going to show up at the wisota 100 and get the ever loving shit kicked out of you. And because you, it's, it's, it's the, the big fish in the small pond, right? Whereas if you go race against the best of the best, when you show up at the Wissota 100 and all of the drivers there, you're used to racing up front. You're used to racing against Pat and Massengill and, and, all of the guys that you get to race against on those types of tours. um, Is there, do you, do you expect, I guess that's, we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves here, but um, do you, do you, do you expect to do different tours, the challenge series, for example, do you, do you expect to do that coming up in 2024?
1: Yeah. I think we plan on obviously doing that XR again, as they added a whole bunch of big money to to the end of that thing. So. Yeah, me and my dad, my mom, hopefully plan on hitting most of the, most of the series as long as you know stuff goes right. Obviously, you can't. Yeah, don't. You never know what's going to happen, but like you said, racing with them guys. I mean, we'd have an off night at Menominee instead of staying home and relaxing. We'd always try to drive up to Superior. You know, the more experience, especially just C times, the biggest thing. I feel like now, I mean, you have a bad night. There's always something you can take out of it, even.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah, you probably learn more out of the bad nights than you do out of the good nights, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you know, you get a top ten. I think I had a top ten at Cedar Lake, and I feel like I won just, you know, it's it's nice having good runs, and then you see the guys that maybe you passed or ran around the whole race. You know, guys that I, I watched growing up and you're like, Holy crap, these guys are so fast, and you're out yeah. there racing with them, and you're like, you know, you really can't believe it almost.
0: I remember uh when I first, and I was an adult when I first started racing and it's certainly not on the level that, that you're racing now, but my goal was to not be lapped. Like I just wanted to finish on the lead lap the first couple of times that I got onto a racetrack and, and was fortunate enough to do so. And like, was better than what, than what I, what I thought I was going to be kind of a thing, if that makes any sense, but there's, there's a lot of mental games that go on. And so do you do you do something to kind of combat that? Do you, I mean, because you've said it, like there's, again, all of the names that you're racing against in the late model division of Wasota, that could be pretty damn intimidating when when you roll out for your heat and John is in front of you and Pat Doors to your left and, and Travis Budislavich is right behind you am I supposed to be out here right now? Like, is, right. Am I, is is do I, is, do I belong here? And so do you, do you have those thoughts? And if you do, what, what do you do to prove to yourself that, no, I do belong here?
1: I mean, definitely, especially, you know, you take the green and they're already passing you and you, you feel like, <laughs> you know, why am I even out here? But, you know, then I just realize you know, they've been out here for so long and I mean, they probably weren't the best ever when they first started, too. I mean, everybody comes from somewhere, you know. Yes. Yeah, so even my first – I always just think back to my limited days, you know, running 22nd, and then the next year I was winning races, which I I just got to think of that, you know, really. My dad always just tells me, you know, do what you do out there. I know a lot of of parents get hard on their kids, but my dad, you know, just do what you do, and that's really what I take to heart, you know. It's like after the race is over, you can't go back and fix it, so – no, give it your all. If it goes your way, if it does. If it doesn't, what are you gonna do about it? You know, be faster next race. I
0: I will tell you that effort will overcome talent every time. And so, um, if you if you keep putting the effort in, um, if you if you keep keep efforting, it's I know that's not a real word, but yeah, if you keep efforting correctly. The results will come, man. Like you'll you'll get more seat time. The the first time the track and your setup accidentally cross each other and everything just works out perfect. You're gonna be the guy. And and guys like Pat and Jake and and you know all of those guys are going to be chasing you going, man, the kids got her figured out tonight. And what a day that'll be right like you're you'll jump out of that car in in victory lane and you'll be crying like a baby and like your dad'll be there crying like a baby and it'll be a, a huge moment for you and so that is that is awesome like i i look forward to hearing that you know seeing seeing those results when you're up front and if you had that kind of success second year of limited late model maybe that that is uh, is foretelling of the 2024 season right yeah i even had i mean i
1: ran second last year at a an nominee, and ashley anderson is right behind me and just beating him up felt like you're doing something right Heck, yeah you are and then another night there's like 20 some cars there and it went like 14th to six and even just being around you know guys like jake and john and even rick hannistead too to name our own buddy yeah. hannistead getting fast too just being around them guys in a race with them makes you feel like you're doing something right. Even if you're not beating them, at least being up there with the the front pack, you know, being able to see the leader on the same stretch as you, you know, you yeah. feel like you're doing something right.
0: Especially if you're driving through it, like, it, you know, if you're, if you're in traffic moving forward that far, that's a night, man, there there's anybody that lines up is going to be excited that they went 14 to six. Maybe not Pat Dorr, but uh, yeah. he, he's probably also not starting 14th. So <laughs> that's how I felt. I felt, I mean, way more
1: accomplished going 14 to six and second to second or whatever it right. was. You yeah, know, just yeah. Knowing you can pass some of the guys you're passing and really just a huge confidence booster. You know, going to the race thinking, you know, oh, I'll just sit around here and let the good guys duke it out. Then you get up there halfway through the race and you're like, you know, I I got a chance to do something here. Yeah, it just makes you feel good.
0: Yep. No, for sure. And that's. Confidence will breed competence. And then competence will breed confidence. and there's there's a circle and it's competence and confidence. And one leads to the other and then that one leads to the back to the beginning kind of a thing. And the more good results you have, the more confident you feel, which then makes you more competent in the seat. You'll know, you know how what adjustments to make, to your to the I always say the six inches between your between your ears is the is the thing that drives that card the most and if you if you can keep yourself under control and learn like you said when when Pat goes into a corner and you're following him learn like watch watch how that car sits and watch where he gets off the gas and back on the gas and like does he run a foot and a half off the wall or does he run a inch and a half off the wall you know that kind of stuff so that's all every bit of that matters and the more you do it the better you'll get and the better you get the the more success you'll have so
1: that's another thing I really realized this year you know everybody's sitting around getting a group of guys watching the rest of the races or other class and they're all talking about setup and then me with a dad who raced you know maybe 10 races I'm like what are you guys even talking about you know sitting there confused Which bar are you
0: moving? (laughs) Yeah.
1: That's another thing I realized, you know, it's a learning experience, not only for me, but my dad too. It's normally me, my dad, my mom, and then I'll take a buddy or two to the races just to help clean, change tires. But, you know, he's learning just as much as I am. And I've almost learned setups, you know, setups just as much as the driver. Sometimes when you get on the slick tracks and at the XR races, like I said, 40 laps, you know, you're sitting there and. 20th and all of a sudden your car comes in and you start passing a few people right. you know you just gotta i've really learned to be patient to the limited races you know the most i most laps i had was 20 laps so you get in and you just give her from the start you know i kind of learned patience and you, know, you can't win it on the first lap so no
0: nope. yeah you can only lose it up until that last lap and so and then that's when you got to be wherever you're going to be kind of a thing so yeah i've always thought about that too you know, ever I've never raced late models, or never run fifty lap races, or or even longer than that. You know, you go up to the John Sites Memorial, they go ninety four laps. Yeah, and so um, you you better not be hammered down on lap one like that. It's just not gonna work. And so you like you say, you have to be confident and 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 patient and smart, like you. You can't be sliding sideways in those turns you have to drive around those turns early on right until until it's go time the last 10 laps you know and if you can move forward without much effort do that but you got to have a car for the last part of the race more than the first
1: part of the race that's what i noticed even watching i was watching the wild west all week obviously and you see pierce starts fourth you know drops back to seventh and then 10 laps 15 laps later he's leading yeah like you know it's just you got to be aggressive at the right times but just you know saving your car till you know when to pounce is really a crazy thing to have and you know i'm ready for the day i know how to do that because i can't it's, it's hard to wrap your mind around how good he is at saving his equipment and knowing ready to go and yeah. getting through lap traffic you really gotta it's a tough balance between aggressiveness and saving your equipment and knowing when to go yeah Which i feel like i still i got a lot to learn you know you hit a I'll find myself, you know, half sideways down the backstretch, five laps in a race. I'm like, okay, what am I doing here? You know, I got to slow down. My wheels are gonna burn off in about, you know, five, 10 laps. Yeah. So I learned that towards the end of the season too, the longer races, especially, just to you know keep your calm. And then you know, most
0: likely you're gonna get a yellow in a forty lap or two. So. Not always though. Like it. Yeah. Like, right. Like going right, back right. to the beginning, you guys are probably one of the classes that run, you know, green to checkered more often than not because of that respect that you talked about where guys aren't hammering on each other and spinning each other out and doors banging and, and then retaliating back and forth and that sort of stuff. Not that, not that that can't happen, but it rarely, rarely does. Um, And so you can get those races that, that go kind of green to checkered or, you know, where there's one caution in a whole race kind of a thing. And you never, you can't count on that. Right. And so, yeah, it's interesting. Like I, I've, I was told one time you got to drive, like there's an egg underneath your foot. Like you just soft down, soft up, like no big movements, you know, it's not a light switch. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's what I noticed at Ashland too at the 44 lap, I think it was, you know, I was started like 16th. It was like a 26 car field, pretty big field. You get back to 22nd and I was, I had like 10 laps left and I'm like, Oh, you know, I ain't really got time anymore. Then I get three yellows in a row and get back up to 12th. You know, it's just crazy how you can't get down on yourself till the race is over really. And even when you're in the group of guys like that, you know, you got to fight for every position. It's hard to even move up one position when you're trying to pass, you know, Kevin Eater and yeah. Sam and Budislavic and Massengill who are so dominant now it's, you know, you can't get too hard on yourself, especially
0: just one bad night. You know, you can't let it get to you. No, no. And it's, it was your rookie year. right? You, I would say you can't let any of it get to you. It's all learning. And if you've, if you've learned, a couple ways. Like if I adjust this on the car, adjust this on the car, and all of a sudden I'm a little faster in this track condition versus that track condition, you know, all of those different things be writing all that down. And all of a sudden, you know, two, three years from now, you're the guy. And, and, and the other thing is go talk to those guys, go talk to the guys that are the fastest and ask, Hey, would you help me out just so that I'm not in your way like that? And they will. Um, Most of them will anyways, to the last thing they want is, is a guy that's, you know, in their line as they come around, you know, on the 40th lap of that 44 lap race and some guy that's running in their line while they're battling for the lead kind of a thing. And so if they can get you a little bit faster, you know, give you a couple of the secrets without giving you the whole book, well, then all of a sudden you're not in their way on the, you know, last three, four laps, you know, affecting the outcome of a race, you're, you're a top five guy now. And then if you can get a couple secrets from somebody else, then all of a sudden you're a top three guy. And then you just got to figure shit out on your own. Cause once you're a top three, four or five guy, ain't no one giving you no more. Secret. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> That's what's been nice. You know, I'm only 10 minutes from the MB shop. So if I got a, we got a question on shocks or adjustments. Yeah. AJ's always been a big help to us right and then you know chris and mark Gers with the shock it's nice being that close you know you can go ask questions instead of talking over the phone you can kind of get a good understanding when you just drive right up with them guys yep yep yeah so i've you know i've always appreciated being that close i mean obviously take it for granted now and then when i gotta go grab a part oh i don't want to drive you know but it's like really i you know i really gotta i should be so thankful for that you know going 10 minutes to get a part instead of having to drive six hours to the chassis manufacturer. or shipping yeah I, exactly yeah, yeah I go right down getting. the road and I, I know what I'm doing. I can you know they can tell me what I'm doing wrong or what I need to move here. So I'm just really grateful that I got yeah. guys like
0: that, you know, within a 10 minute drive. Right. And they want you to do good too. Like they're you know when when that spoiler says MB customs on it, they they want that car to be up front. And so that's uh that's you should absolutely be grateful and thankful for that for sure. Yeah. I've even noticed like AGL going down to
1: Volusia and help guys out down there. You know, it's, it's cool to see that he's not even racing a car, but he's going right. flying down there, helping his guys out. You know, it really makes you feel like, you know, you never want to move away from MB customs because no, they are sure. so much. Nice guys, you know? Yeah. They've just, they've been nothing but great to us.
0: Yeah. And you, if you're, if your buddies with Sam, like that's uh. There, you're you're not getting much better advice than from that dude right there.
1: Yeah, even even him being in Wasoda a couple of years now, even he'll start talking about setup changing. I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. You know, <laughs> you try to remember half of it, and you get the the words mixed up, and then you know you don't even know what's going on. But yeah, I've really been trying to you know spark as so many conversations as I can with those guys.
0: Yeah, nope. Just Super get in the notebook. Your
1: get in the notebook. You know, keep it there and remember that stuff. They say something about hitting. you know, when I go back, remember what they told me or how to enter, like enter certain way, which really even goes back to the qualifying thing, which I think that was probably the biggest thing that helped me all year was going on the XR series, you know, qualifying behind those guys, you know, almost helped me have a better night, which I really was just trying to make the show. I mean, you make the show on them nights, I'd start 22nd one night and I'd be right next to Danny Vang and, it, yeah. you know I mean? and you're racing with them guys. You get up there and race with them, and it's like you learn so much. You're just throwing sliders with them and racing side by side, and having that many guys that can win a race in a night. It's just you never you never leave not learning something. No, you, know, you always walk away with something.
0: That's uh, it's for for your young tender age. The fact that that you're that mature and that wise to the fact that you're going to the racetrack and 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 you quote unquote, had a bad night and finished 14th. and you're like, man, but I learned four new things tonight that I can that I can apply to next week's races or next year's races. that's uh that's a win, man. like that's that's a huge win. It, especially especially in the deck of cards that you're racing against. like you, I mean, you just mentioned Danny and like all of the names that we've that we've mentioned in this interview, every one of those is, is a track champion or a national champion or a future national champion, or like just a badass late model driver that you should be learning from. And the fact that you're going into it with that, that sort of uh point of view, that's incredible, dude.
1: Yeah. That's how I, I mean,
0: you know, obviously at the start of the year, I'm like, Oh 20th,
1: you know, 21st, it's like, you just feel like you should give up. But, you know, my dad always sits down and talks to me like, you know, you're racing. These guys have been doing it for decades. Even yeah. the new guys, you know, are so fast. You get a couple years under their belt and they're racing 40, 50 times a year. They're so fast. You know, you can't really get down on yourself in racing with them guys. It's Definitely like, not. Definitely not. And eliminating, you know, I'd get hard on myself. And I'm like, you know, I, if I didn't get a top five. And I never really took it for granted how good I was running the other times. But now yeah. that I'm in with so at racing with these guys, getting, you know, 21st, 22nd, not making the show some nights. It really makes me grateful for, you know, the limited days when I was winning and getting top fives and yeah. how much good runs I had it just makes
0: you grateful for that. It'll just make the the juice all that much sweeter when you're, when you're running in that top 10 consistently. And then you, you get the occasional top five, top three, and then all of a sudden you'll be running top five consistently and getting the, getting the win here and there. It just makes the juice that much sweeter, buddy. Yeah, that's how it was, you know, starting there, obviously
1: back of the pack. And then I get that first good run, like fifth and a second. And I'm like, you know, I ain't know I'm not a slouch anymore. I feel like I got some to race with these guys. And then even, you know, at Cedar Lake for like the Masters, you get 52 late models there. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I'm in the B main, you know. But then the one B main I was in, I had coal searing. I was just you know. going to
0: say, you could, a B main is, a, is an A main everywhere else that's another thing that gave
1: me a lot of confidence i want to be main at the masters and i think like searing and bargainer behind me and i was like you know i got to be doing something right to even yeah even hold them guys off even if they started behind me you know just holding them guys off is a is a win in my book and yep i'm not you can't even get mad at running b mains like where i'm at it's just more experience for me really especially you know cedar it's crazy you you feel like an a main out there during the b mains It's, it's just nuts
0: yep no for sure so you think about it, you you know, if you go watch a a, a Lucas Oil or a World of Outlaw, like all, all of the big boys, like the, you know, Ricky Weiss and, and Davenport and, and you know, name somebody like they all, everybody goes to the B-Main eventually kind of a thing. It's, it's, you can be a five-time champion of the world and you're parking it after the B-Main every now and then you don't make the show and you're like, well, we got to go figure out what we learned tonight kind of thing. And it's exactly what you've said a couple times is we learned something. We learned that that's not the setup for this place on, you know, when the track looks like that, we can't run this setup and we got to figure that out for the next time we're here kind of thing. So, well, very cool, man. Like that's, uh, I, I think you're, I think you're going the right direction with that whole racing thing and, and the right attitude and that's the right attitude and effort will get you freaking everywhere, dude. So I wanted to talk a couple about, I wrote down, uh, one, two, three, six, seven, eight. You raced at eight different racetracks. According to my race pass, you eight different racetracks last year. It was red Cedar, which is obviously that's, that's hometown track. That's right yep. where you live. There's Gondek law, which is just a little bit North of you. Cedar Lake is the, the granddaddy of them all. Uh, you raced Ogilvy, Hibbing, uh, Ashland. Proctor and Grand Rapids. Those are the tracks that you raced at last year. What, which one, which one's your favorite there?
1: Uh, I mean, nothing's better than running the cushion at Cedar Lake, but I think the best track I've ever raced at is probably Fountain City back in my crate days. Okay. I really, I mean, even when it's slick there, you can hold, hold the throttle down there pretty far and it's always good racing. even with the crates, I would be impressed there. You know, the guys are winning around the top and you don't really see that in USRA racing. But yeah, this year, I think it's, or Ogilvy too. Ogilvy is really smooth top to bottom. And yeah, that's always-
0: I have a, a phenomenal video from, might be the topless nationals from, I don't know, three, four years ago. Like a moron, like I, if you're watching this, do not do what I did is in turn one, there was a little rip in the fence, like a, you know, the fence, there was like an opening kind of thing right here, right above the wall. And I thought, man, that would be a hell of a cool picture. And so I went and took my phone and kind of like held it up like this and ducked down behind the wall. And I put it on video and just like, I wasn't even watching, just had it pointed out, like my arm stuck through a freaking hole in the fence. How stupid am I? But Man, what a cool video it turned out to be because everybody was running right on the wall. I mean, like, guys had to have been missing my arm by inches. But it was such a cool video. And then I did it in slow motion. So it was like these cars coming by and, like, it was awesome. So don't ever do that. Uh, <laughs> but That's uh, the yeah, crazy Og- thing
1: about Ogilvy, too. Even just, you know, you go on Race Central and watch all the races. I mean, there's, they don't even really got to a cushion build up there. It's just oh. so smooth top to bottom, you know, you're like, Oh, there's no way people can run that far around the track. And then some guy gets railing the cushion and he, and he wins it from like they three, do. four spots back and five yeah. laps. It's just, it's a really good track. I like red cedar too. Personally, they got a new clay on there this year and that's been, you know, really good, really, really good. So yeah, I'm excited to see what they got to offer and hopefully hit an Even a, you know, a few new tracks this year.
0: That'd be awesome. There's a track in uh, sock rapids, Minnesota, That is uh it's called uh Granite City Motor Park. Yep. Put put that on your list. It's a it's a challenge series, two challenge series races this year. Their announcer is absolutely amazing. Uh you should you should get there and then come find the announcer and say hi to me. Yeah, we
1: were gonna go there for one of their specials later in the year, but I think another track closer to us is racing. And yeah.
0: Because we're we're a Sunday track and then like the only special that we do is a Friday, Saturday thing. And it seems like there's, there's so many specials. And oh, there's yeah. only about five weeks to get all of the specials in for every track. And so it it's the, the specials get diluted out a little bit, but that's uh it is what it is, man. Like that's just how it works nowadays. And so, but yeah, try to make it over there. If you're going to run the, the challenge series race, that would be, I think really early in the year too, like in a May challenge series race, maybe the opening week of challenge series racing. Uh, we have, we have the Sunday race there. So, and it's not that far from Menominee. Um, there's other, there's other racers that are pretty frequent in at Granite city, uh, from Menominee. So. Yeah. I watched the late model race there from your special. I seen Andy Jones cowboyed up on the yeah. top. that really maybe
1: want to, you know, go try it out. Cause nothing better than a big cushion.
0: Yeah, for sure. And it was that night, that particular race there, it was, it was a foot and a half. Like everybody was leaning on it. It was pretty. I hard. watched the challenge race there too. And it was really good race and top yeah. to bottom. Yep. Was, Our track at the beginning of the year last year was real bad. It was like brand spanking new clay and it got put on, on top of the frost before the frost come out. And so yeah. it took a long time to get it all sorted out. But once it was man, Woo we it's fast. And it and I think almost every single class from like Hornets to Late Models set the the you know record lap time last year. I think almost every single class, um the the challenge series race that was there, we only had one last year. The top eight qualifiers all set new track records. Like the 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 first guy that wasn't faster than the previous track record was ninth place qualifier. So it was, it was fast, man. It was like guys were taking seconds, not like you said, you know, you go out and Pat door puts a half a second on you. That's an eternity in racing is a half a second. And I think they dropped the, I think they dropped the record lap time by over a second, which is impossible. Like you can't do that kind of a thing, you know? And so it's, uh, and, and they, they're working on the track already last fall, they were working on the track, making it better already. So I hope to see you over there, man. That's pretty cool. So, okay. At the end of the show here, sort of in the middle where we are now, we always do this thing called the your MTH.com game time. The whole segment is brought to you by your MTH, which is Minnesota Trek headquarters, five locations now in Minnesota. And I think they're going to be expanding into Wisconsin and the Dakotas and that sort of stuff. Uh, I know that, that uh, their goal is to have a hundred stores nationwide, which is awesome. And so it's, it's, uh, they're huge supporters of racing. If you've, if you need a new car and you're looking for something, go to your and tell them that Kyle sent you from after the checkers or that you watch racing and you see their logos, let them know that this is where you saw, you know, why, why you're on your So Okay. Game time. Your game is going to be called fill in the blank. And so I'll read a sentence. There'll be a blank word. I need you to fill in the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Ready?
1: Yep. We're good. Okay.
0: So here we go. Question number one. I would rather blank than race. Nothing. Tough call, right? Yeah. Nothing is the right. I would rather... There isn't anything I would rather do than race. If I had to, if I had to choose, I'd probably say hunting. Okay. You're a
1: big hunter, like deer hunt kind of thing or duck, yeah, or... deer hunt, uh, turkey hunting.
0: Nice. And is it rifle or bow or muzzle? What I, do you... I
1: do. I do both. I, yeah. I, I, yeah, it's, I mean, it's obviously it's hard to balance with racing, but I get out as much as I can. Yeah.
0: The good news is Wisconsin has a really late deer season. So you yeah. get, it's like the middle of November, isn't it?
1: Yeah. and Normally there's you know there ain't really races by then so normally i can get my full share of hunting out for the year that's awesome
0: that's awesome all right so it's not hunting but if it had to be something yes okay perfect and so question number two i want to beat blank more than anyone else who is who is the measuring stick for brett schaefer like i mean i could beat him consistently then i know i'm doing something
1: Beating, beating door in a feature would be pri- probably up there. You know, Rudetsky just beating one of the, one of the guys I raised Cedar loss so and Rudetsky always dominant there. So, you know, beating him in a feature there would be pretty, make me feel pretty accomplished.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That would, that's, I was thinking you were going to pick like a, a, a consistent 10th place guy, like little baby steps. You're like, Nope, I'm going right to the damn, the national champs. That's awesome. So, uh, I love I love your attitude, dude. Uh question number three. I would not blank to win a race. What wouldn't you do to win a race?
1: I don't think I could ever wreck somebody. It, yeah. I, I I mean I wouldn't be scared to throw a slider, but I don't know if I could ever I don't know if I could ever, you know, intentionally take somebody out.
0: Yeah. Well, in, in, in our type of racing, you would, you, you're going to the back. I mean, if you intentionally take somebody out, you're going to the back. There's plenty of spaces or races that, that if you spin out on the racetrack, you get, you know, you, the guy that's spun out has to go to the back. You get to keep going. I have a hard time with that. Like when, like you go to the dirt in December or watch dirt in December on flow racing. Yep those it's if you stop on the track you're going to the back and you can spin people out left and right and then you get to keep going now to me that's a good way to get a mouthful of chiclets because it like the ginger i'm a ginger and if if you just blatantly take me out i'm coming out of that car guns a blazing like real pissed off and so I, i don't know how guys do it and just stay calm about it but it it works for him, and I suppose because you know there's going to be a a payback eventually. Like there's going to be another big race, and you the guy that's going to get put into the wall. And so
1: even just seeing like Cedar too doing the, the no call rules. Sometimes you see guys that were faster than the person in second, but the person in second dumps them, and you know they got yeah. no consequences. It's just like that doesn't seem right to me sometimes.
0: But yeah, it you know. doesn't. I mean, I get it, but it is. I don't get it either. And so yeah. Um. But that's good. Like I'm glad that you wouldn't. I mean, you wouldn't respect yourself if you had to spin someone to to get your first win, kind of a thing. So, right. Uh, question number four. My favorite subject in school is senior oh, senior in high school. Blake Schaefer, the pride tough. of Menominee High.
1: I uh, I didn't mind science. I didn't mind okay. doing sophomore science. You know, doing some. That's probably my favorite class. Experiment stuff here, hands on stuff, you know, not okay. getting bored.
0: Like chemistry type science or physics stuff, or like what kind of stuff? Oh,
1: I was in last year, I was in science in the community. So we were getting outside, walking trails, looking awesome. for stuff, you know, wildlife type stuff, which I really enjoyed.
0: Yeah. 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 Outdoor biology type things, like where you're learning about plants and animals and all that kind of amoebas and those sort of things don't eat this or don't drink this water that's good i like that kind of stuff too i'm a i'm a science was i'm like i was born before science and so uh it's been a while since i was in school buddy uh number five is blank is my favorite song
1: oh that's a dagger
0: hard to hard to pick one song right
1: Oh, I think we're going to go country. I remember everything by Zach Bryan. That's a good one.
0: All right. That's a good one. That's that is a great song, actually. Is country the genre like the the favorite genre or is it? Would you, you know, say- it kind of switches for me in
1: the summer when I'm at the races. That's kind of all you hear. So I feel like I kind of get in that rhythm. Yeah. And then in the winter, you know, when I'm driving around freezing myself, I kind of <laughs> I don't mind.
0: I don't mind some rap just to switch it up rap you it's know it's the one country. i can't stand like I'm, I'm too old to like rap but i like i'm like you that there isn't i i grew up in the 80s and so i love all of the 80s rock you know AC/DC and motley Crue and all of those kinds of things and then i like country but i i really dislike today's country i like 80s and 90s country and then like really old johnny cash kind of stuff yeah um but there isn't too much too much music that i would turn off like i i like kind of all of it you know it's just whatever
1: I was whatever like comes on, I'm listening to yeah having, having something on the shop no matter what it is always nice
0: to me either. exactly exactly um I found myself uh now it's it's a little self-promoting here because I I started liking podcasts like I love listening to podcasts just if it's something that I'm interested in racing ones I love listening to racing ones and then Mike Rowe like the dirty jobs guy yeah I, like, I like listening to his podcast too so
1: I used to listen to Joe Rogan a lot too. I like yeah. his stuff. He's always yep. got
0: big guys on there. So There's always know. something creative going on on that show for dang sure. So, uh, Question number six, this is the last one in the yourmth.com game time is blank. This is a tough one for you. Blank is my favorite late model driver.
1: Oh, I think this shoot. is a tough
0: one. Maybe it's super obvious, but.
1: I think I would have to go with Jimmy, M- Jimmy Mars, probably. just Jimmy Mars, all right. He dominated the scene when I was growing up. So seeing the 28 out front, you know, kind of got memorable for me.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's it's local. I mean, Jimmy raced some national stuff too, but like it's, it's a guy right down the dang road that's your favorite late model driver. That's kind of cool that it's not, you know, Davenport or Pierce or Turbo or whoever.
1: I think just seeing him in person too, you know, I didn't, you know, now obviously they... Too around much, but when I used to not watch too much racing, just the punky and stuff like that, seeing Jimmy win and AJ and him and AJ racing up front yeah. in person, you know, you get a lot more respect for them guys and watching guys on TV.
0: Yep. Nope. That's for sure. So, all right, that's the cool part of the your game game time. Uh, the last thing here, and then we're going to let you get going, Brett is the ECS pay it forward question. The pay it forward question works this way, is that my last guest asks you a question, you get to ask my next guest a question. And it's all brought to you by ECS, which is East Central Sports. Mac Johnston is the guy that owns that place, and he's right in North Branch, not far from you, just across the border a little ways but he's the guy that that sells all the little mini bikes, the SSR mini bikes so that everybody's riding around in the pits and up to the drivers meeting and golf carts and little four wheelers and that sort of stuff. So if you're if you're out there and you haven't gotten your pit vehicle yet, go to ecs.com, give Mac a call, tell him you're a race car guy and you will absolutely get a discount from from Mac. So good stuff. Uh here's your question. Uh, it, it comes from, and I said, this is the guy that I think you may know. It's Brandon cop. Do you know, Brandon? Yep.
1: I, yeah. well, I went to the dome this year, so I watched, I was rooting for him just cause he was one of the yeah. only
0: guys, one up of there. the Wesota guys for sure. So, um, yeah, we, we talk at great length in, in our interview together. You'll want to watch that show because it's, uh, it was enlightening to be <laughs> the, the, Well, I guess everybody's already watched that show that's watching this show is he just completely stepped right on his junk, leading the LCQ, going into the main event. Like he's in the main event at the dome and stuffed it into the fence. And uh, yeah, I was
1: there with my buddy and we're like, you know, cheering for him, standing up. You know, he got one with soda guy in the mod field. TPO was there, but he was back away. It looked like he had in the bag and then he gets in there and gets in the fence. Yeah, almost feel heartbroken for him. Oh, I. Was I don't even absolutely... know him personally, and I was, yeah, I was like, Jesus, you know, just, yeah. just thinking about even doing that yourself. Cause...
0: there was a lot of that kind of motion. I did this. I was like,
1: yeah, <laughs> like,
0: oh my god, like what? Well, has, I was
1: standing up, clapping. he's coming to the checkered flag. I figured he had a one. He was quite a bit ahead of Ward or whoever is. Yeah, second.
0: yep, Tim Ward. Then
1: he, you know, he got into the cushion, thought he was gonna drive off of it, and his right front just got hooked in there, and heartbreak. Yeah.
0: Done. It was heartbreaking, indeed. So, so, anyways, his question for you is: What is your ultimate goal in racing? Like, if you dreams come true, what would what would your ultimate goal in in racing be?
1: I think you know, every younger kid racing in the bear the answer would be, you know, I want to go to the National Circuit. Whether that's get a ride, do it yourself, you know, just make a name for myself. Really, you know, yeah. get my name out there. Cause you know when you're a kid, it's hard hard to get people to know you. Don't know any people yourself, so you go to the track and you you don't know anybody. Nobody knows you. So I would say just make a name for myself, whether that's Wasoda Country or Outlaws, you know whatever Whatever. I end up sticking with. Just make a name for myself, and you know hopefully people remember me.
0: That's uh that's a a very very good goal, man. And I think certainly in Wasoda Country, the the results and the attitude and the effort that you've put in so far in in the big boy class, uh, of Wasoda, It, I think that's, if, if you keep that attitude, keep that effort, I think it's a foregone conclusion that, that people are going to know the name Brett Schaefer and, and it, it won't necessarily be a feared name because I don't think you should fear anybody in a race car, right. But, but it'll be a respected name in a, in a, and a, like that is going to compete for the win name. And so, Uh, that's a great goal. So, okay. The second half of the pay it forward question is that you got to ask somebody else a question. You're going to ask my next guest a question. And this is somebody that I am super, super confident that, you know, pretty damn well, um, that have maybe traded a little bit of paint with maybe in a cart, maybe in a USRA car. Uh, it's a guy named Cade Nelson.
1: Yeah, we're we're buddies. We talk a lot. I've yeah, I, mean, I probably talk to him almost every day. Oh shoot, I gotta think of something good now. <laughs> I'll ask him. Uh, how many? How many wins he expects for for this upcoming season? That'll be how my many question. wins in twenty twenty four? Awesome. Uh, and then how good. many wins and then how many shows he expects to get in?
0: uh, wins and shows. Yeah. In 24. Those are both really good questions. My question for him is going to be, is it going to be another limited late model series, uh, season, or is it a big boy series season? Yeah. I've talked to him about that a little bit, so we'll, we'll see what he tells you. Yeah. Now the, the thing here is Brett is you can't tell him that he's the next, I mean, he knows he's being interviewed, but you can't tell him that it was you that asked right. the question until afterwards you got to keep that a secret okay Yeah, I'll, I'll keep them all shut yeah yeah here's the really cool thing because this i will have interviewed them my next two guests before this show comes out yeah and so it's cade and then cade is going to have to ask his dad a question and That'll so it's, it's it's cade and then and then the hammer daryl uh is is they're back to back, and I don't think Cade knows that yet. And so um he's gonna have to ask his dad a question, which is that's gonna be a fun time, I think. So, but man, I, I couldn't be more appreciative of you taking some time here, Brett, and, and being on after the checkers with us. And uh I, I wish you nothing but phenomenal luck here in 2024 and and beyond, man. Like I think you're definitely gonna be a name that is that is gonna be heard loudly throughout of country, for sure.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate having me on. You know, I'm excited to get my name out there. Hopefully, a lot of people see this, you know, figure out who I am and watch me in the upcoming season. And I, I really appreciate you having me on.
0: Yeah, absolutely,
1: man. That's Brett Schaefer on After the Checkers, everybody.